astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. We are talking about the Pluto return of the USA today. I know this is a very hot topic right now. A lot of speculations. I'm seeing even magazines that, you know, don't even... (laughs) I don't feel like I've ever seen an astrology article in them. And I'm already seeing, you know, kind of articles pop up about what does this mean for us as a country? Yeah. I mean, it's a scary, kind of a scary thought, isn't it? A Pluto return. Well, yeah, I think absolutely it's being used for kind of to put out maybe some scary thoughts for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. To sell some magazines or newspapers. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Before we get into the talk about the Pluto return, we did want to just mention that Uranus goes direct here January 18th. That'd be tomorrow already. Tomorrow, yeah. So those born uh, May 1st to May 10th are in the direct path of Uranus conjuncting their sun. So this is a once in a lifetime influence. Uh, If you are old enough, you could go back to about 2001 and think about what was going on that year. There should be a similar kind of storyline or feeling around the energy. And Uranus can be a little chaotic. So, you know, it's kind of, it's some out of the box behavior. You might be shocking other people with what you're doing. Uh, You might be feeling a little younger as well. Uranus has a tendency to break us out of our routine. And uh, I was talking just with a client yesterday about a similar energy and just said, you know, it'd be like getting a mohawk and now, <laughs> right. And well, but you just feel younger. People might think you're younger because you have a mohawk. Right. You know, I, I can think of a, a friend I have who just got an offer. She's a tourist and she got an offer to, you know, go, go to another state and, and live, live with someone who's a little on the affluent side and has the space and I mean, hey, just come here, move here, live here. You know, that's radical that all of a sudden, and, uh, you know, she's old, older, senior, retired, you know, all of a sudden that idea is that, could I do that? Is that a possibility? Should I, you know, should I jump on that opportunity? So out of the ordinary, something you're not expecting. Absolutely. Uh, we could also look at, you know, Scorpios, Leos, Aquarians, just because this Uranus aspect will be um, either opposing or squaring uh, their sons as well, depending on what degree you're at. Uh, but that will be kind of the main theme as, uh, as we see Uranus go direct for the next few months and move over all of those sun signs. So I, I always recommend, I, I'm assuming you do as well. I, I encourage clients to go with the energy, go with the opportunity. Yep. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a home run, that it's going to be but it's going to, it's going to be an adventure, right? <laughs> right. If you can afford to go on an adventure, go on the adventure. Uh, Uranus is, can, can be notorious for some people to, to flip flop, to do it and then 
then retreat back at some point and maybe go back the way things were. But other people seem to just break through and, you know, take on something all new and, and it continues on. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. you got to go for it. I always say you kind of go for the adventure of it. Well, and when you're under a Uranus energy, sometimes you don't always equate what you're doing as kind of crazy or age inappropriate. And so I would say my advice would just be pushed through like the haters, the people that are saying like, you shouldn't be doing that. Isn't that scary? Will you be safe? I would just say, push through that and, and, and play with that Uranus energy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the bottom line is Uranus is an anti-aging energy. Yeah. So for my friend who maybe has this opportunity go, go for it, live it, find out how people live there and what they do and how they spend their time and enjoy it because it'll bring life. It'll bring excitement into your life. And that's anti-aging. Absolutely. Okay. So from here, let's start talking about the Pluto return. Uh, you know, we will have that first conjunction, uh, February, uh, 20, 20th, 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, that will just be the first hit of it there will be three contacts just because of the retrograde cycle that Pluto will be in this year. So uh, we might also just jot down July 11th and December 28th. But the idea is, is it will definitely be the overriding theme of this year. You know, if we go back to even just 2021, all last year, we were talking about the, uh, the squares between Saturn and Uranus. And I think I, we might've talked about this already, but you know, that was all about cancel culture. It, that was that Uranus, that untraditional kind of uh, testing the Saturn, the structures, things that we've always known, things that we've always talked about, things that have always been appropriate. And so if we had to kind of give 2022 a theme, it's going to be this Pluto return. This will be the talk of the entire year. So, so it's I interesting because, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, yeah. I just wanted to add in that Pluto can be very, um, uh, what's the word when something bursts into flame, um, combustible. Uh, that combustible, in, you know, creating a flame, creating an outburst, uh, the flint, the whole flint thing, making fire. That's, that's Pluto and yeah. coming back to its origin. And I'd like to just take a second to clarify that for someone who's going, I don't know what you're talking about, but you know, if we go back to the chart of the United States, 1776, July 4th, uh, Pluto was sitting at, um, you know, at 27 Capricorn. So now Pluto, for approximately, you know, 240 some years later, is coming up to uh, that Pluto return. It's not an exact cycle. Um, it, it can fluctuate uh, over time uh, because of the, um, the orb that Pluto takes. But the idea is we'll have a planet returning to where it first started out. Yeah, it's like it's coming home. Coming, oh, good word, really good word. Uh, you know, I think the most common thing, you know, as, as individuals, we never get this experience because it takes, yep. we get it square, you know, in our lifetime. Um, but, you know, the idea is we don't have a chance to live 240 years to get this. Yeah. But well, every long range, big countries do go on, obviously. And so we could, we didn't go into other countries, right? We could look at other countries to see, oh, you could look at the Roman Empire. You could look at England. There's a lot of countries you could look at. Yeah. We didn't want to go down that line because to be honest, we're not that well-versed <laughs> in their matters. Yeah. 
Uh, and it was a little scary because when you do look at that just online, you know, there's a lot of talk about war, about new government structures, um, but it usually is kind of a turning point for the country where they are having to be rebirthed th through kind of a difficult economy or a, diff a difficult situation. So, you know, the idea is we haven't seen a country go through a Pluto return here within the last, you know, 50 years, <laughs> you haven't seen it. And I don't think in your lifetime, mom. Um, so we don't have like a great example based on the technology and where we've come as societies. Right, right. So, and, and the other thing is a Pluto return is deeply personal. I want you to think if you went to therapy and that's what Pluto return would be. It's the closest thing I think that as humans, we can relate to it if it was happening to us is we would be in therapy. We would be telling our story to someone and crying and being mad and being angry and wanting to get even and all this kind of toxic, shall we say, toxic stuff that our thoughts will bubble up under this energy. Yep. Well, okay, now apply that concept to a country. Right. Well, so I think it's interesting. We'll have a moment of silence there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you brought up two interesting things. One, the idea that the U.S. has a chart. All countries have a chart, mm -hmm. um, just like we as individuals have charts. I just uh, spoke at a lecture yesterday and was had to convey that concept that even companies have charts. Like all of the hotels on the Las Vegas Strip, they all have a chart as well. We're looking at where those planets were when the country was formed, when the building was opened, when the human was born. The Pluto return will affect us as a country, as a whole, and also on a very individual level. Yeah. Even though we're not personally going through a Pluto return, this aspect will fall into all of our charts in a different way. And so later, it won't, in a little bit, we'll talk about the closest this country's ever come to a, a contact with Pluto, yep. a square, an opposition. But just to kind of keep it, again, keep it, people more relatable to it, uh, this is very common for, for individuals, for clients. We often, at the start of a consultation or relatively quickly into a consultation, we will bring up the idea of a Saturn return right. that is notorious, right? Between the ages of you know, 27, 28, 29, and then it hits you again, usually around 55, 56, maybe 57 for some. Um, and we oftentimes say, well, what happened seven years ago? What happened 14 years ago? What happened 21 years ago? And it's pretty uncanny, isn't it, Kate? Yeah. Yep. When we're talking to people go, oh, oh, my parents got divorced. Oh, I changed schools. Oh, my baby brother was born. <laughs> you know, they've got key events. Right. And then they realize those were key events in their development. And somehow it makes, it makes some sense. It makes some logic out of why I am now if I'm in the middle of something, why I'm, again, something structurally is shifting in my life. Yeah, so we will go back to when uh, Pluto had these aspects in, uh, in the past, just to give some insight as to what happened those years. Again, we have to consider that there is more technology now. We have progressed somewhat as a country. So, um, you know, it's not to be something to like, bring fear, but it's just something to bring awareness of how we have seen it play out in the past. So let's just do a quick little exercise and just talk about, you know, about the concept of going back home. 
okay. going back home. So, you know, I'm just challenging you here on the spot, Kate, sorry. But the idea of, you know, give me, tell me a story about someplace where you haven't been in a while, a long time, but you had, you know, it was, it was a key part of your life. Right. And how you feel when you find yourself going back to that very spot or that address or hanging out with those people. Yeah. So there was like a Mount Tasia that we used to go to growing up and uh, there was a United Artist right next to it. And you would drop us off at United Artist and we'd have like our roller skates or roll our roller blades with us and would yeah. see a movie. And then we could skate over to Mount Asia and you would okay. always have a quarter, you know, and like, then we'd get in trouble because we'd always forget to like use the quarter and call you to let you know that we made it safely to Mount Asia. <laughs> but like they finally, the United Artists closed. They finally did put like one of those luxury theaters there, but it was, it sat empty for a long time. And I do not think that that Mount Asia, I know it's not Mount Asia. I don't know what it is now, but you know, obviously it brings back a lot of memories, but it's like, how does that not stand anymore? Like that was such a cool thing. Like kids nowadays, like don't get to experience that setup that we had. So, oh God. well, yeah, but that, that's spot. <laughs> okay. But you went back, you, yeah. you were able to immediately capture your emotions, your feelings of going there. And why is that not here today? Right. That's just, a, I mean, that's a key example of it. Right. That's like, that's some of the people of our country, of course, our leaders, some of our leaders want to take us back. Yeah. Your exactly. story is Montasia <laughs> at a movie theater. Yeah. But for some leaders, they want to take us back to simpler times. They want to take us back to pre-internet. They want to take us back to Oh, when everything was so pleasant and nice or when, oh yeah, when we, we kept certain people from doing certain things and this was, you know, this was a Christian nation and not a diverse nation. Right. Oh, that's great. You know, I had a client, a friend, most importantly, uh, tell me that she, uh, you know, she lives in California, but she had gone and she was driving through the town she grew up and she thought, ah, I'll pull over. I'll look at my house I grew up in. I'll look at my aunt's house, you know, and see her property. And both, both properties, not sitting next to each other now, right. both totally leveled, okay. building gone, trees gone, bushes gone, just a flat piece of land. Yeah. You know, and she was just floored. I mean, it had a, I can't, I can't put it into words because I didn't have that experience, but she just had to kind of sit there and just stare Yeah, that it was all gone. Yeah. And it was a, you know, a, you know, I know it impacted her. I know it impacted her to take a, some actions when she went home as well, but it was a stunner yeah. where there's a case where you all of a sudden can't recognize your past. You don't see yourself in, you know, in what's going on. Yeah. That's a Pluto return feeling. Um, I can say that, uh, you know, uh, because my Bill, your dad and, you know, and myself, we didn't, weren't born and raised here in Las Vegas. So when we have gone back to our communities where we were born and raised, we look at it sometimes very, we can't relate, yeah. can't understand. Now we have a much better picture of how we were raised, the era we were raised in. And it's very, uh, it is psychologically jarring on some level. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, so right. And so we've been experiencing this as a country. And I think we have said this in the past, but it's just a good reminder 
you know, a lot of people are marking down oh, what's going to happen, you know, that week of in February. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, if Pluto takes 240 something years to get around and complete a full cycle, it would be silly of us to suggest that we haven't been feeling this energy for the past, you know, even 10 years, Yes, you know, like, and I want you to like, I give the example of like, if you had a 248 hour trip, (laughs) I don't know where you'd be going, but let's just say, right. You know, once you were within eight hours, you'd be like, oh, this is easy. Like we can, you know, you might even already be seeing like indigenous things to that area. Like you would, you would be sensing already a feel of what the final destination is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we look to see, okay, we've been feeling this energy, you know, something even like Pluto can disrupt, right? Pluto is rather disruptive. And I think we kind of suggested that in the personal stories that we just gave that it disrupted our history or our idea of, you know, something that once stood. And even something like the pandemic, like that has been disruptive. That has been disruptive on a very large scale. Um, You know, Pluto can make us question things. Question can be kind of somber. I do think, because there's a rebirth. And I do think that something like the pandemic has rebirthed us to look at things in a new way. Obviously, it's kind of been the foundation for other big things that we've seen, such as uh, maybe not a, a lot of workers, a lot of people kind of stepping away from that, or people starting to demand uh, wages that are correct. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny as well that one of the common things I've been guilty of saying it is, oh, when are we going to get back to normal? Well, we all should be just shut off right there because this is the idea about you. That's part of that energy about obsessing about the good old days, the good old days. When you look back to your childhood home, oh, those were the good old days. We romanticize and we forget about all the uh, terrible things that might have happened. Just recently, again, I had a girlfriend online and I did a January one kind of, it was kind of my January one jumpstart. And I called someone that I grew up with a girlfriend all through high school. And we hadn't spoken in face-to-face since 1979. And it was amazing. We talked a good hour and a half, two hours, maybe. And out of it, if we had idyllic situation, I might say what looked like idyllic. And all of a sudden she's telling me stories that are everything less than idyllic about some dynamics, about her family, what was happening in the home, things like that. And I was her best friend, had no clue, no clue whatsoever. You know, so there's idea of that uh, awareness of, um, you know, the good old days aren't always the good old days. So I say it this way, this, yes, the pandemic is probably part of it, but it's either, it's either pushing you back or pulling you or pushing you forward, actually pulling you back. Okay, or pushing you forward, this whole Pluto return. Yeah. And yeah, Pluto is hard, right? Pluto also represents power. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, so it's just been interesting. Again, we've already been seeing it the last few years, but the idea of who's in power, you know, and what type of power do they have? So I do think we will continue to see the handing off of power. just to give an example of, okay, how have we seen it happen? Something like the Me Too movement, something like uh, the, uh, what's the gentleman that uh, just, well, he's not alive anymore, but the, um, you know, the guy that 
was founded for doing all that trafficking of the to the girls. Oh, Epstein. Epstein. Yes. Epstein. Things oh, like yeah. Epstein, things that toppled. Right. Toppled a bunch of things. It was maybe just one person. And then it like, it's, it's exposing all of this other stuff. So people that maybe were used to having power because of their money status right now, they're Prince being, Andrew. Yeah. What or Chris Prince Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Right. It would be part of it. He's certainly right. lost stature clearly out of this whole thing. Yeah. Right. So, it's interesting. Handing off of power and also power grabs, right? right? People grabbing for power, right or wrong, and other people who had it, all of a sudden, we could look at, go to football, John Gruden, losing his coaching position because of emails that he wrote some time back and, you know, um, you know, losing power. Right. So that's part of it. And there's generally, as a culture, because we're talking, it's a country, there have to be sacrificial lambs. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, we can't all you know, when none of us, all of us are in power, not all of us have a lot of power, but you know, the people that have had power, they kind of become our sacrificial lambs that they have to, we have to see them topple. Yeah. Right. Well, that and kind I want us down into the, everyone else's life. Yeah. I would also be curious if we would see it on the other side as well, where, you know, just there's some people who have come into so much power so much wealth, I would, I would say like maybe an Elon Musk, you Mm. know, is it possible that he could take on more power and start dictating rules or laws based on just how much money he has? Oh, yes. Money, like, like normal, I don't want to say normal humans, but you know, like even things like TikTok, you know, like I'm, we're watching 18, 20 year olds, 25 year olds making 10,000, hundred thousand dollars a month by, you know, affiliate marketing, um, you know, downloadables on the internet, like the younger generation is learning how to make all of this money that, that really does start taking away power from something like McDonald's, let's just say, right. Cause they really rely. I, I would assume like on those, that younger group to make seven, $8 an hour. And, you know, if they're finding different ways to make money, like it kind of pushes I'm just using McDonald's as an example, right? But it kind of pushes these other companies to maybe they need to come back with a more comprehensive plan that is enticing for people to work for them. So where these big it's companies- every yeah, all those corporations, right? I mean, you feel like I hate to say this, but you one could feel like a fool for going to work for let's say thirty thousand a year right. when you're, you're seeing TikTok and other things with people that seem are coming from nowhere. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's make, making people question what their path is and where's there's value. Right. I think like the, the Pluto return, like will make even more qu- people question that idea of like the grind. Yes. Um, and, and, and it'll force the people that are in power to change the rules, to change the time off, to change whatever it is, the, the introduction salaries in order, like the, the power is being redistributed. And even with things like, I know TikTok is just such a silly example, but social media has done it right. Where we have more uh, ability to communicate. Mm -hmm. No, before it would be like, you can't tell anyone your salary, you know, don't tell Nancy that sits next to your salary. Now there's (laughs) people on the internet telling millions of people at once what their salary is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just more. read an article this morning about that. About if they if, if they required every job posting to post the range. Yep. 
right there. If you're going to post a job, you have to post the range of this salary. That would, they said, would have so many changes right there. Well, that the alone is just such a great, simple example of a Pluto return. I think everyone's so worried that like there's going to be one big event and it's just going to change right. the dynamic of everything. And, and that's not how these things work. So yeah. something, a rule like that would absolutely. Yeah. And it expo Pluto exposes, Pluto brings things to the surface what people make is something that's hidden in our society. Yeah. Yeah. Pluto How much paid, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I'd like to focus on that. Pluto is basically it. It's, it's, it's actually Pluto honors the vagina. Okay. It honors the feminine, right? Because it's birth giving birth. So we have this idea with a Pluto return. Okay. Something is being birthed here. Yeah newness is being birthed and yes it does get associated with things like tearing down okay so in order to rebirth we're going to tear down the statue right that's a very pluto thing but the concept is well what's what are we going to make statues up what's going to be the theme of the new statues that are going up right um i read something and this is totally not it's separate but i just read it i was clearing off my bookshelf and there was a book called The Life of Inanimate Things. It's a, back in the 90s. I was quite taken by the book at the time. I just read a short excerpt out of it um, the other day. And it said something about the, how the ancient man, the scholars, the priest in particular, uh, world leaders, they wear robes. They wear basically skirts, yeah. right? They call them robes when men put them on, but they're skirts. Yeah. And they said they were trying to capture the power of the feminine. That's I thought that was just incredible because you're absolutely right, you yep. know, about how men used to dress. The men of power had skirts on. I thought that was interesting about power and skirts. And, you know, hey, maybe we need to get our skirts out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or skirts. I know. Well, I know we are so adamant that we wanted to wear pants, but maybe we need to <laughs> right, take that exactly. back. Only we can wear skirts. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. But anyhow, um, that was it. Well, I think when you said something about that idea of like rebirth, Pluto is rebirthing, you know, it's also the idea of like rewriting our story. And we already saw that a lot last year with that kind of that idea of cancel culture, but it is, it's going back and it's like looking at the history books and it's like, were we told the truth about how we were founded? And a lot of it will go back to how we were founded because we're talking about Pluto is at that same spot that it was. So right. we are, we exactly. are going back to that. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lots of things, even the idea of like gender kind of being rewritten. And I know that's like a oh, yeah. topic, but you mm -hmm. know, is it just a construct that we created? So it will be taking mm -hmm. a lot of things, you know, people used to say like, I think mom kind of already gave the example, but back in the day, you know, we're not just going to be talking about back in the day, milk was 25 cents. <laughs> we're going to be talking about right. bigger exactly. things back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. We used to celebrate this idea of Thanksgiving, or we used to only have male and female. So I do think that they're, they're, we're covering some much bigger, bigger topics. Yeah. You know, I would like to, you know, I know it's depressing sometimes the headlines, the bad news, the kind of the sick news that we're hearing. But again, if you think about that, we as a country are in therapy. Yeah. A lot of, you know, that, that then maybe that's a good sign. Maybe there's a good sign that these uh, inequities are being pointed out, uh, that things that you know are not serving us are being pointed out, because that would be a good sign that we want to get better. Yeah. 
So on some level, on some weird level, those headlines could be a sign that, you know, we have an awareness now. Yeah. And oftentimes that's what therapy is about. Well, and one other thing, Pluto also rules things like toxins. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is possible that there could be some, uh, you know, some news lines about things that we can't look away from. I know things like global warming has already been very popular in the news and with over the past 10 years, that's an idea of coming closer to that Pluto return, you know, looking at mother nature in that regard, the feminine, but I do think that there could be some things that really go into place that say, okay, we have to do this. We have to look at this. We have to make a change or we can't move forward. So it could be rather disruptive for uh, weather, um, you know, even things like maybe animal farming, things that can't go on. Yeah, there's a, there's a long list. But how we how we treat people, how we treat poor people. I mean, the list goes on. How we treat Mother Earth. Yeah, clearly. Well, I'd like to get into the history a little, yeah. just briefly, because just to quell, maybe we're more normal. Maybe we are exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, if we look at the last Pluto square, so the country has had a Pluto square, and it was relatively recently for those of us who are of retirement age, uh, that would be 1982 and 1983. Um, I would challenge everyone that relates to those years to think about how their life was impacted. I certainly uh, can remember that's when your dad and I came to Las Vegas. We we only knew the person we were coming with, Doug, and the three of us came out to Las Vegas at the same time. And they came out for professional reasons. Um, I basically tagged along, to be honest, <laughs> at that point. But uh, it was a culture shock. It was a whole new beginning. I didn't know anybody. I didn't relate well to the culture that was here in Las Vegas at the time. And, you know, it really... Uh, I, I was very displaced. Now, now I look back and go, well, that was probably the best thing I ever did. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it didn't feel good in 1982 when I did it. Right. Um, but other things that were going on that year, there was crazy inflation. I was paying 13% on a condo mortgage I had and not thinking anything about it. That's just what the interest rates were. We had crazy inflation, uh, 6%, which we're having again. Right now, it's pegged at like 6%. Um, It was a big deal that year. There was a Civil Rights Act of 82, and there was a Voting Rights Amendment of 82, basically re-securing, you know, uh, the idea of uh, you can't discriminate and trying to keep people from voting. So those two were addressed again in 82. And uh, then the Vietnam Memorial, they started uh, building that. And that was very controversial at the time. We lost that war. And people didn't think we should be building a monument to a world to a to a, a war we lost. Yeah. I, you understand? The thing was, we were not comfortable with the idea that we lost a war, the country. Psychologically, we were not comfortable with that. In the end, the design was pretty appropriate because it ended up just honoring every individual yeah. that lost their life in that war. So at least we did a monument to the individual. Right. Uh, and therefore, it's not a soaring monument like other wars have gotten. We got a very low-line wall. It reflects the humility, the embarrassment that our country had gone through. So the reckoning of who we were. Okay, that was 82. Yeah. If we, we go see. back to like the opposition. Yeah. 
and we look in, at the 1930s, 1935, you know, mm-hmm. it was a depression. We were in the Great Depression. <laughs> okay. Had, uh, yeah, 20% unemployment. But there was also people making a lot of money at the time as well. So there was just a greater divide that was happening between the haves and the have nots, which, you know, again, I think that we are already seeing that with the pandemic. There were people that have made a lot of money during this time. And then there's people that are barely surviving. And I think, you know, it's kind of hard to even talk about the pandemic of like, did you get to keep your job? Like, did you not, you know, and I know people kind of ask me like, are you doing okay? You know, I'm like, I'm actually doing fine, but you know, like, obviously you don't want to just say that to anyone because you don't know how, how they're being affected by this. Right. Um, so I do think we can already see how the, we're definitely mirroring what was happening. You know, I was even in the lecture that I gave uh, yesterday, I was talking about, you know, that was known as the great depression. Like, I'm curious if once we look back on this time period, 2020, 21, 21, 22, if we'll also have some sort of name, like the great something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. The, the great resignation, I think they're calling it right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that could be, so there'll be, maybe be another term there. Yeah, yeah that 1935, you know, that was uh, uh, the WPA. They created all these jobs and, uh, you know, 9 million people uh, they offered employment to. They did infrastructure big time. And, you know, just locally, this was the Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam was um, commemorated or was, should I say, dedicated uh, in 1935. So there was a case of a lot of government jobs, governments handing out money. And in 35, they gave them jobs instead of handing them money, uh, what they have done um, during this time period, similar. And then if we went way back, we went way back to the 1850, 1851, actually, that was the first uh, women's convention. Uh, the women's suffrage movement kind of got kicked off right in a couple of years before that, but 51 was when they met. They met and they had their first convention. Highly, I mean, women coming out, were looking for power, looking for recognition, looking to vote. This was major earth shattering stuff. And then the other big topic was slavery. This was the West was being conquered. The South wanted to extend uh, slavery into the West and the North did not want it. And so again, just the textbooks say the country was deeply divided over slavery. Yeah. Can you hear, if I hadn't put years on this stuff, you know, you might think, oh, she's talking about what's going on today. Right. Well, deeply divided for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting to look at the history to just, you know, again, suggest that there never did we say, oh, there was a war that started. There was a bomb that went off, you know, like it's just like the underlying energies that we can already see playing out um, as we open up this year. And it's a good, even though this is the country going through it, the energy is because we are residents, we are citizens of this country, we are experiencing it. So uh, this idea of waking up and reinventing yourself, that great resignation energy that everyone's talking about, that is the Pluto return. We're in a country that is reassessing who we are, what are images to the, to the world, yeah. and what our role in leadership is going to be. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is coming down to our level, to the citizen's level. So it's a, it is a supportive time. Yeah. And you might blame, 
the change on COVID. You may blame the change on politics. Yeah. We get that. We have a tendency always to do this, you know, to kind of attach some, somebody else to why we had to change. Right. But it, it's appropriate time to change. Absolutely. Well, I agree. And that's what we've said that before. It's like, regardless if you believe it or not, if you right. agree with it or not, it's happening and it what it's what needs to be in our language. You know, and it's like, what else could have happened that around this time that would have made us all collectively change somehow? Yeah, and, and there certainly could be, a, there could be an event the week of February 20th. There, there absolutely could be an event. Yeah. But we're trying to say it could be, it's, sometimes we need one person to take a fall. And the take the fall could be losing their power, losing their position, passing. By the way, it seems to me there's been a lot of famous people passing lately yeah. as well. But uh, 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 but again, it's that, as we get older, it always seems that way, I think, a little bit more. But we, those uh, some people step up and kind of play the energy out for the whole country. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I think that wraps up our talk today on the Pluto return. You know, this will not be the last time that we are talking about it, but I hope that this gives you just a better understanding, especially since at this point, we're about 30 days out from that initial initial contact. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.